0: Right? It's chorus You don't notice the bass player just does these little things in there. He's such a badass. Super simple and he just throws like a couple like two-note thing in there.
1: It's like So Tennessee whiskey. Mm -hmm. Play it for you real quick. so simple. That was fucking perfect right there. Luciano, is uh, he's been getting really good lately at listening to the instruments yeah. within the song. Nice. And uh, part of our homeschooling is all uh, uh, we do drum practice. That awesome. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, snare drum. I'm like, yeah, yeah. snare drum right there. Yes, yeah, learn something useful. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Become a musician. Make some real money. <laughs> oh, dude, this,
0: so the guitar solo, he just kind of vamps the melody a little bit. It's so good. Everything goes like double time. That's what makes it summertime right <laughs> here. It just turns into a pit Lizzy song all totally of a Yeah, we were probably and do that, this as a just this is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're at work and that came on. I was just like, whoosh. I was like, who's that? He's like, you don't recognize that voice. I'm like, uh, it's probably because it's Chris, Chris Cornell? Cornell? <laughs> <laughs> It's like <an> audio slave. <laughs> yeah, and then I showed it to my son. We're driving around and he, he was just, we were rocking. He loved it. Okay,
1: so the song Tennessee Whiskey, I'm well familiar. So this is, I don't know if this is the original, but this is the old. One of the older versions. Mm-hmm. Same song. I yeah. used to spend my nights out oh, okay. in a bar. Room. Good song. Yeah. But what do you think the. the Chris o- Stapleton takes the song and makes it into a f- fucking smash hit. Right. By putting the bass line from I'd Rather Go Blind. Really? Yeah. I didn't know this. So here's I'd Rather Go Blind. Oh Wow I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the exact same bass line This is a great song too mm.
0: That's like the Not bass line but The guitar doing like a, a single yeah. note Lead Something
1: on her well, I don't think there's a bass Oh I've never noticed either. that before yeah. Such a great line Yeah Cool guitar and tone too
0: Dude, it is so weird. What you're talking about now is like a mashup. You know, like putting two things together. Yes. That's so weird because what I have to talk about leads into a mashup. Nice. That's something I've been thinking about. A mashup for the mind. Yeah, that's the same line.
1: Same key and everything. Wow. Bass is playing. Yeah. That exact same. There is. There's
0: this hardcore band called Coalesce, and they released a covers album, and they're like way out there, noisy, hardcore,
2: Used to spend super unique, creative music,
0: but I always thought it was the greatest name for a covers album. It was called There's Nothing New Under the Sun. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty There's sweet. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, isn't it? <laughs> You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? Right. I'm in a better mood now. You know that feeling? That <laughs> the whole country is like one inch away from saying,
2: that's it, forget it. Let's see. Where I'm, uh, now look, here's 92. a house full of bees. You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a Listen, let's, let's get one thing Sorry? straight. <laughs> Guns don't kill people. Good <laughs> <by Vietnam. laughs>
0: wow. Now. Thanks <laughs> for
2: oh, that. I answer question. Stand up and proudly say God bless you. God bless
0: Best drum programming <laughs>
2: ever. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies
0: and gentlemen. Speaking of big process production, (laughs) yeah. This ring is huge. goosebumps every time <laughs> 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 it's only only boston where you listen is like there's like eight guitars going on right now and then like when the hook comes like four more fade in <laughs> <laughs> like, a love of God, love <laughs> how do they play that live <laughs> it's funny tom schultz the basically the guy the guitar player from boston he's the one that invented his own
1: equipment The rockman
0: yeah. Okay, yeah and tons of other recording stuff and he was a he was an mit guy he was an electronics guy right and also a freak musician but so much of that technology that they figured out because he had you know boston known for like we need a you know average 20 tracks of guitar and every song and a lot of <laughs> recording capability didn't have that so he's a, he's a guy that kind of figured out how to like rewire mixing boards uh, you know, route di- and route different how to bounce wow. bounce like different tracks over so you know he's kept like overdubbing more and more Queen also were kind of innovators of that because they had so many vocals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Freddie Mercury come in, and it's like okay, so here's all the parts that I have. And he's like, we don't have enough tracks for that, and they start figuring out how to like bounce stuff from track to track.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Necessity's mother of invention. Yes, right? sir. Um,
0: it's funny that you brought that up because we were talking about production. As if you, I don't know if we saved that 20 minute intro that we did before the actual intro. <laughs> is uh, we were talking about, we ended up talking about the new Chris Stapleton song, and I think you probably brought this up, but we uh, were talking about the merits of this jam here. It's Chris and Stapleton I'm doing the National Anthem. That, that was a song I almost really. Right. <laughs> <the feeling. laughs> this might be the greatest version of the National Anthem I've ever heard. It was, um, there's like people crying in the audience.
1: Right? Yeah. I, that was why I didn't play it, I didn't want to cry. Yeah. The, the National Anthem gets me every goddamn time. This one more than the Boston anything. version, and I'm a huge Boston yes. fan. Not like, I'm not
0: like I'm overweight. And I love Boston, but like that, you know, but, but
1: you're know. Oh, right, you not a long-time running fan yes, of Boston. Yes, Understood. Right. Understood, yes. All right, so the reason I chose the Boston version was because it fit uh, the tone of what I wanted to talk about better than Chris Stapleton, mm-hmm. and that tone is about uh, Sean Strickland... Did you happen to watch the fight last I night? I didn't. Beating Izzy. Did he? And getting the fucking belt, the middleweight belt. Wow. And bringing it home to America, baby. He, he, won, he won that fight? He fucking See, won, dude. See, you were dude. firing
0: off about on the text messages. I was like, I'm looking at the Vegas odds, dude. It's it was not good. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. That's he, why. He has, Israel Adesanya has, I think, the highest win percentage in UFC.
1: Uh. Yeah, I can They were listening off all sorts of records that right. he had. I mean, the he's guy a was freak nature, striker. Right, like have you, have John Jones level. Uh, no decision. Really? Yeah, it was. Um, it was basically like so. His his fighting style. Well, first of all, so the, let's just tell the story here, the, okay. the, in case you don't follow the UFC, and I don't. Um, but I follow Sean Strickland on, uh, on Instagram Okay, because he's just, this will be interesting. Kind of
0: completely unaware of what the background is of this stuff. Although I did listen I, to him on Joe Rogan.
1: I oh, God, wish I didn't know he was on. Yeah. I got to go back and listen to it. Cause yeah, I a, love that guy. He's fucking crazy. He's a <laughs> wingnut. That, that guy. <laughs> but he's our kind of wingnut. <laughs> he is one of us for sure. He, uh, anyway, and this guy, guy uh, says whatever he wants Israel. I don't. How do you say his last name? Adesanya. Adesanya. Um, and I, I don't know any UFC fighters. I know uh, Nick and Nate Diaz and Sean. <laughs> and Spickler. Mike Tyson. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> Joe Montana. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I do know those guys. <laughs> yes. Uh, but leading up to this fight, I was just so intrigued by it because it just was stacking up to be the ultimate, like, good versus evil fucking David versus Goliath, uh-huh. every cliche fight. Right. So his opponent, Izzy, as he goes by, or they call him, I guess, um, just totally arrogant, flamboyant, uh, really unlikable character mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, I'm, he's a good fighter, one of the, like we were saying, yeah, one amazing. of the greatest yeah. ever, but just, you know, uh, a total racist against white people, um, paints his nails as a video of him jerking his dog off on (laughs) it's like just like wow i miss this he's a a terrible person by all accounts from what i can tell um and not not american which not that that's a problem but he was born in nigeria is from out of australia right New Zealand, New Zealand, okay, but doesn't claim New Zealand like as his home, mm-hmm. and actually claims Chinese. He, he says he's Chinese. There's a, a video of him saying that he is the Black Dragon, and just that's odd. <laughs> it's
0: it's odd really math, weird. Odd math. To do. And then
1: you contrast that with Sean Strickland, who is just this. He's also a shit talker, but hilarious. Yeah, like total, like good comic <laughs> chops. Right, comes from nothing. Was you know, ab- abused by a, just a shitty alcoholic yeah, he had a, father. He had a shitty childhood. Totally. Yeah. Um, his fighting style is like he's, you know, he, he learned it by watching The Walking Dead. You know, he just yeah. comes at you slowly, like not <laughs> I was listening to someone talk about it. They're like, he doesn't have fast twitch muscles. <laughs> he's pure <laughs> slow twitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I listened to uh, that podcast with him. hes I guess he spars. That's how he trains. He just spars all the time. A lot of guys that's, don't do like hard sparring. He's, or they're, they're very, very rarely, you know, and that's all he does. He just spars over yeah. and over and over. I was yeah. Like, Man, this
1: guy's out of his mind. He spars anyone too. Yeah. Like he trolls online. Yeah. He'll be like, just come in and fight me. And they're like, all oh, right I will. And he does and then <laughs> and by the end he's talking shit through the whole fight. By the end of the fight, they're like bros again. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> I, I, I have no shame. I'm doing an interview with Nina because she has one point three million followers on Instagram and her titties hang out. They're it makes it more awkward. It makes propped. it more awkward because they're
1: propped up You know what
2: makes this more awkward, you they're guys? Just propped this is actually. a real factual thing I'm saying. <sighs> She intentionally makes her titties hang out for me, and her boyfriend is holding a camera while I'm trying not to look at her butt. So when we talk about Shane here, Nina, let's not let's not go too deep in the wood. Oh, they're hanging out. Anyway, it's good to. Wow,
1: <laughs> that's so funny. I was not expecting that. <laughs> And then, uh, so he wins the belt. Now Dana White's like, oh, God. <laughs> I got my work cut out for me. It seems like Dana White is like, this is Dana White's kind of guy. Here's him fighting one of his trolls. On, I'm oh, damn. I'm
2: from- Jesus. dude, hats
1: off to this guy throw for you. actually showing Whoa. up, after this fight too they oh, uh, they were bros again I, so. throw that bitch,
2: let that bitch
0: go Jeez. it's like he's purposely not throwing high number of combos, like he's just throwing like ones and one twos, like
1: just, I want want to stretch this out as long as possible. (laughs) Dude, that's all he has. Like he doesn't really throw kicks. Yeah. His kicks are more just kind of like, woohoo, look over here, you know, or just stay away, like get back. You know, he doesn't, he's not trying to hurt anyone with his kicks or his knees. I think he's probably won one fight by submission, even though he's, he's good at jujitsu for all, by all accounts, Mm -hmm. but he just doesn't use it. He walks forward and he punches the shit out of you. And that's it. And you know what? Honestly, I'm watching the fight last night. His defense is tremendous. He had this kind of this stance where he's kind of leading with his shoulder, and every little move that Izzy made, he was just like kind of like twitching. He almost looked right. like like nervous, but it was just his like like Floyd Mayweather yeah. level defense. The dude, he I don't think he got hit in the whole fight. Really? Yeah. So were you saying it, like it wasn't close? he won uh four to one four rounds to one wow yeah um and he in the first round he got him with a hook that was just fucking like just smashed him yeah and by the end of the fight izzy's face was kind of bloodied and he looked like he'd like just got out of the shower and get hit yeah (laughs) it was amazing um sweet yeah i was not expecting that outcome the the best thing about him though, like I was saying before, is that uh, he is literally like he's one of us. So I, I put together this little uh, montage, if you will, if I can fucking find it. Where is that? God damn it.
0: Um, While you find that, I want to take a quick moment to, um, we can all say a little prayer for all those six, seven, eight, nine, ten figure tech executives and political elites trapped at Burning Man right now. So um, I just want them to take this opportunity f- for us to finally be able to return the favor that they gracefully threw our way during the pandemic and just say, uh, guys, we're all in this together. <laughs> Burning man strong. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I love following like some of the fringe side stories that come out of that stuff. And I was thinking about this because I ran across an article. And so when, uh, when you hear someone say... Um, and is it crazy about all those new Trump indictments? And you're like, I don't know. Have you seen this story? Burning Man 2023 has cannibalism broken out at the festival. <laughs> nice. It's <laughs> like reports of them. I mean, I doubt it's true.
1: Yeah. But if it is. Love it. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Great.
2: Most free. Oh, the most fucking free. That's a good one. That's
1: a hard one.
2: You know, man, I don't want to go too deep in the fucking weeds here. I love America. I'm an American Red, white, and blue You know Fucking freedom Patriot act All that But you know like, <laughs> Something happened With America I uh, uh, well, you know, uh, we know, knows from what like that means of Riding horses And like Working on cars To a bunch of Fucking pussies I don't know If it was fucking 9-11 Or what happened But all of a sudden the America was like You know what We don't like guns We don't like freedom We want our phones To be listened to We like taxes Like I'm fighting Izzy the Chinese man, you guys. And here's the thing. I always call Izzy the Chinese champion, but Izzy's not the Chinese champion. Izzy is a modern-day man. Izzy is a Chinese slut. He sold himself for a dollar, and you guys, we're going to bring that belt back to America. Let's fucking go. I ride motorcycles. I sell boats. I like sex with hot women. Izzy likes sex with dudes, nothing wrong with that Izzy, it's personal preference, I'm sure Snow <laughs> might be into it, but, but, wow. but, I am American, but I'm like Crocodile Motherfucking Dundee, you guys, I carry guns on me, I carry knives, I, I consider myself an honorary Australian. That's where the you know, fight happened. You <laughs> going go to do it? We're going go to do it, fucking, let's start the revolution, you know, let's fucking go. That's why we have AR-15s. I prefer the AK, the ammo's cheaper, but. Americans, we need <laughs> to go back to like taking women out of the workforce. Listen, you guys, not <laughs> all Americans, are pussies, but a lot of them are pussies. I'll tell you what, it starts in the home. You got fucking shitty fathers. You got all these shitty reasons. You got the fucking TikTok. You got all this bullshit. And, and maybe that's and, and maybe that is where we maybe that's where we fucked up, you guys. We let women vote. No offense. <laughs> Here's the thing, you guys. <laughs> I wasn't always a masculine guy. My dad was a shitbag. I grew up in a shitty household. I was a piece of shit. I would fucking cheat. I would... But, it would but let me t- No, no, I want to tell you guys something. Think about America prior to women voting. They try to ban <laughs> alcohol. I don't even drink, but I'm not trying to ban alcohol. So what you did, man, you let these women come in the workforce. Now, we make less money... You got kids raising themselves on fucking TikTok. We need to go back to like 1942, you know, especially after, you know, maybe 1958 after you yes, fucked up the Germans. Yeah. We need to put women back in the kitchen. We need to take fucking, only one man needs to be working. So I think as a collective man group, we need to elect somebody that's going to put women back in the kitchen, put one man oh working, raise the wages and build a fucking wall. Have you ever thought about going to therapy show? For what? <laughs> <laughs> but as an adult, I have seen the light. I have seen the light. I am the beacon that if you can change, if I can change, you can change. So it's all stack up and be better fucking men and bring that bell home.
1: Goddamn. Right? <laughs> Dude, the said. fact that he kind of lets it fly. I know. He, I think he got to a point in his life, he just got old enough where he's like, why the fuck do I care what people think about what I say? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say what I honestly mean. I mean, we could use a lot more of that, in, in my opinion. The only reason we don't, because we used to say those things. I mean, I don't know about quite as far as Sean is going here. Although, I will say this... Uh, There is a very strong argument, I'm going to make this as milquetoast as possible, for fewer people voting. And, you know, I I think that you could draw the lines, you know, you could draw it at women, you could draw it at property owners, you could draw it at, you know, you could draw it in a lot of places. But right now, all we're trying to do is push that line younger and younger and expand it further and further to the point where uh, you don't even have to vote. You just have to... Yeah, there was that big call to lower the voting age to 16. Yeah, exactly. No, they want everyone, they're going to, and once it's at 16, they're going to make a good reason why it should be at 14. No, it should be like 30. It should be 30. (laughs) My client said that only people that should be allowed to vote are those who own property and reside in a property that they own, Mm -hmm. which I think is, you know, he had some good reasons for that, but I, I think that's smart. I think we should make it much harder to vote. Why would we, especially think about something like property taxes. If you don't own property, why should you be allowed to say what the government should be doing with my property? You know, I mean, yeah, the, to steel man, your argument though, because I just
0: recently heard this, I can't remember where, but the, the, the counter to that is that we have such a fucked financial caste system that it's almost impossible to own property. I mean, it's, it's not impossible. It's a very, very, very difficult because of just well, inflation.
1: I Maybe mean, beginning in nineteen thirteen. It is very difficult to, in California. It's it's not just it's inflation. Very difficult. I mean, look at I am glad you brought up California. How hard is it to build a house in California? It's next to impossible. It's not just bec- and that has nothing to do the difficulty of building a house in California compared to Arkansas mm-hmm. is n- has nothing to do with inflation. Yeah. It's all about the regulations in place that make it really difficult to build. Doug, California. who we had on the podcast, just had to go down to the building department. He lives in Texas. He had
0: to do something to one of his properties. He's all, dude, it took me. He's like, here's what I had to do. I think he's doing a huge renovation. He's like, how long would that take in California? I'm on the permitting process. I'm all, If you know that system really well, four months probably to end up with a, a permit so you can build on your own property. Mm-hmm. He goes, it took me 15 minutes. I was like, don't send me these texts, please. (laughs) Please don't send them to
1: me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that, yeah, obviously there would be negative externalities, but we have to start somewhere. Yeah. When I was younger, I always thought like, no, everyone, the more voices, the better, like let the people roll. And that's.
0: When I didn't know anything about the world, and then you get older, you look around, you're like, I just, I don't think everyone should be voting. Yeah, mob, it's a mob rule idea.
1: is a terrible way to run a society, and right. our founding fathers, in fact, were terrified of actual democracy. That's why all
0: the people I knew after Trump won were freaking out. They wanted, to, remember, they wanted to abolish the Electoral College. I don't hear that
1: much of that anymore. You don't. I know. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Um, oh, actually, before I get serious, I gotta. Get your take on something, okay? I'd like to ask you, Matt, to critique this situation that I'm about to show you, okay? And do so with um, free driving in mind, okay? So let's see. Uh, so we have a guy on um, on a scissor uh, lift. Scissor lift. What's your name?
2: Steve. Well, Steve.
0: Talking to a cop.
2: I can't have you driving up and down the street in this skyjack. You're sitting on beer.
0: That's for after. I'm not drinking it
2: now. What about that beer there? I saw you drinking coming out of the driveway. Oh, man. I, I was finishing that one was from earlier. At... Steve, I, I can't have you driving down the road in a Skyjack drinking beer. Oh, why don't you, why don't you come on down and talk to me here for me? Let's figure this oh, out. man, i got to get back to work. Nah, just come on down. We'll get this figured out. <laughs> we'll get oh, you man. back to work. Oh, no. Steve, come on down. No. Steve? Come oh, on wow. Down. He's come going up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Steve. <laughs> we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. Come on up. The fatty. hard way on the way to jail. We're gonna come on up, fatty. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll come there. Maybe I won't. Maybe, I'll <laughs> maybe I won't. Nine Steve? 97. Come get. me. My-
0: I got to say, I All like right. that guy's
1: style. I do, too. All right. So has he broken any r- rules of free driving? Uh, let's see, he's on, he's on a scissor lift on the
0: road. Hmm, okay. Uh, I can see some potential hazards.
1: He's I mean, he did. Probably- get- pulled Those over things
0: go what four miles an hour
1: tops <laughs> Ooh, that's yeah that would be a fast as <laughs> I mean, well yeah we're, we're going well, down if soup hill. it up like we all do <laughs> right <laughs> uh, i mean one of our rules is that don't put yourself in jeopardy and if you get pulled over then you failed right. at that right it's, so
0: it's complete anarchy and never be in any kind of
1: engagement with law enforcement all right so we're gonna give him a fail okay right yeah. all right yeah i did fail cool all right, so I had this thought that uh, I wanted to run by you. Um, <clears throat> let's see. This is going to lead into, I think, what you wanted to talk about today. Should we call Mike first? Sure. Okay, so let me run this by you first. Uh, this is what's happening to uh, the 45th president of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Um, damn, I got a lot to talk about. I don't think I'm going to get to it all. Um the There are some states that are trying to invoke the 14th Amendment in order to not put him on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think of this. Actually, that's too long. Tell me what you think. Here's uh, Adam Schiff. Oh. Schiff? Schiff. Schiff t- uh, explaining this to you. it
0: has got the smallest neck you've ever seen. <laughs>
1: has circulating about whether the 14th Amendment that prohibits anyone in quote engaged in insurrectional rebellion from holding public office bars Trump from running for president. Now, this hasn't been tested in our system before. Uh, do you think what is your thought on whether that's a valid
2: argument?
0: I think it is a valid argument. Uh, You know, the 14th Amendment, uh, Section 3, is pretty clear. If you engage in acts of insurrection or rebellion against the government, or you give aid and comfort to those who do, you are disqualified from running. It doesn't require that you be convicted of insurrection. Uh, it just requires that uh, you have engaged in these acts. It's a disqualification from holding office again. Uh, and it fits Donald Trump to a T. Uh, I think this will be tested when a Secretary of State either refuses to put him on the ballot or puts him on the ballot and is challenged by a litigant. Um, I would imagine it will go up to the Supreme Court. And that's the big question mark through all of this, which is, what will the Supreme Court do? There are prominent constitutional scholars as well as prominent progressive scholars uh, who believe that he should be disqualified. Who is still listening to Adam Schiff? I know. <laughs> so it's like people I saw on Rachel Maddow it's like, "Are you, you really still listening to yeah. Rachel
1: Maddow?" Yeah. <laughs> you, do you hear? A, I heard a homeless guy in the corner saying this the other day. So, <laughs> uh, how crazy is that, though? That the, their idea is that. To tell us, is that uh, what's her ass? Yeah, uh, uh, Saki. Yeah, Jen Saki? Saki. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I her. Yeah, I don't know how she ended up in media. She was in government, but interesting. Now all of a sudden in media, or I guess you know some people want to do just this complete 180. Yeah, and just do a total, total career change. Yeah, really start over from square one. I hope she's getting paid what she's worth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I, I doubt it though, because she just started out, so she's probably getting kind of She's Probably interning, to be honest. Yeah, no case. Probably doing it for free. Good luck, Jen. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, what they're basically saying is that a person who is engaged in um, insurrection is not allowed to run for Congress or president. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if they were convicted of. Insurrection. Just if someone else decides they were. It painful. doesn't matter in the case of Donald Trump if he was ever even charged with the crime of insurrection. Mm-hmm. The fact that we all know he's an insurrectionist is enough. Which or, means, as my client says, I know in my heart he clued with Russia. And that's all I need to know. That's all you need to know. I love discussions like this. Let's keep it going. That's exactly what this is all based on. Because what they're saying is that uh, we've said it enough times over and over and over again. Therefore, it is true that he has been, that he is an insurrectionist. We all know this is true. You and I are simpatico today because I'm getting to some of that Which stuff. Which is not too different from what all the Proud Boys, like, most notably, I'd say Enrique Enrique, Enrique Tarrio, the leader of the Plow, Proud Boys, uh, was just given 22 years in prison. Do you know what? For the... not being at the insurrection, right? But allegedly planning it, even though the uh, prosecutors in the case admitted that they that he had no actual plans. Mm-hmm. But because we said it enough times over and over and over again, yeah, we know it to be true. Which is all you need to do for a propaganda campaign, exactly. And because we're gonna get into.
0: I'll get into it a little bit later. But I was just looking into the psychology of that, of like, how does this work? Like, how does it, how do people, like, are you, is, are you, is is no one doing research? Like, you just believe the first thing, here's what the truth is, and then that changes. And people are like, no, it's still this other first. I was like, you're not, like, no one's saying that anymore. Even the people that said it have, like, changed the narrative. And it, it just sticks. It's galvanizing people's minds. We're going to talk about that later.
1: Give Mike a call real quick. I want to get his take on this Fourteenth Amendment thing, because it doesn't seem uh, possible to me that you could actually hold someone. So the idea is that they will hold him off of the ballot. The secretaries of state of different states, like Colorado, I think, is the main one where this is happening, just uh, because we suppose something about somebody, even though they've never been convicted of it in in court. And apparently, that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, because presidents are unlikely to ever be convicted of, of things they, when they made this 14th amendment, I believe they actually said in the text that there was some sort of, uh, um, caveat that, uh, uh, that you could actually be, um, that this, this would apply even if there was no proof in court of him actually being an insurrectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would Sounds like we didn't get a hold of Mike, but yeah. I briefly talked to him the other day, and he said like it won't matter. It's just it's not going to go to um, the Supreme Court. Would shut it down. It's just it's just not going to happen. They're just kind of well, it's a total it's, shot they, in the They dark. know it's not going to happen. It's what they're trying to do is just get this guy. So you know,
0: Adam Schiff is like if basically, basically the Huffington Post was a politician, it's like mm-hmm. their entire existence is based on hating this this politician totally, and that's Adam Schiff. That's Rachel Maddow. Yep. and that's the Huffington Post. And what they're doing like it's it's kind of striking to me that there's so much and I don't give a fuck about any of this by the way. It's like it's very interesting that a lot of these indictments are from three, four what's one from 10 years ago like, and like we decided to bring them all out and get the court case over a hundred right yeah and we want to start to litigate these. The day after Super Tuesday, which is like the basically, uh,
1: the, you know, no, the day before. Or, day is it day before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The biggest campaign day of the year just which, happened to fall on that. Which whatever,
0: but just can we just admit like we we can we admit like what's going on like yeah. both left and right? Can like, we the,
1: admit that when the Proud Boys were set, Joe Biggs and uh, Enrique Tar and all those guys were set to be uh, have their sentences their uh, announced or whatever they do when the judge, you know, right. says what their sentence sentencing right. date is, that on the day that the sentencing was supposed to happen, all their families flew in to D.C. because that's where they're all being held. Yeah, and the judge said, uh, "We're going to postpone it for a week." Right. Oh, really? Yep. You just happened to just be a little too busy today when all these guys' families like yep. flew in. Now it's just a total coincidence. Also, mm-hmm. fuck off. All right, so check this out. Um, If I was able to come up with or I discovered some oracle or some person was born or something happened where there was this magical power to be able to tell, let's say anonymously, what every single person in the world was thinking at any given time. Sounds terrifying. Present or past. Well, let's say it's truly anonymous. Okay. Like you don't. No one knows what I'm thinking, but there's just some record that this a person is thinking this a and maybe it's specific a male you know American is thinking this at this one time. The power that that would, for good that that would give us, not even good for truth Mm -hmm. that that would give us would be insane. Mm -hmm. If you actually knew what people thought that the media does backflips to try to convince you that what people actually think is oh, not right. what people think. Yep. And if we just had this ability, like on the internet, to go, what do people actually think about this topic? And you could get like a breakdown, let's say, on, on a webpage, of this percent of people think this. Yeah. Break it down by demographics. These people think this. Yeah, Those people of course, think it's that. bullshit, but it's what I want in the
0: end, so it's it's worth it,
1: or whatever. Right, that would be yeah, their, their right. opinion. on it. You could see yeah. that, right? I mean, that would... Everyone every sane person would be for that the only reason you would be against that is if you thought it was better to for people to not know the truth mm-hmm. about something and we came close to that with twitter twitter is a like a hive uh, excuse me a hive mind yeah. of what everyone is thinking right and some of it's anonymous and some of some of it's not it's a totally like clumsy and like retarded version of what i'm talking about right but it's the closest we've ever come Mm -hmm. and it scared the shit out of people in power oh yeah and the media hates it and as soon as it was invented it was they had to throttle it down and restrict the information that was starting to come out of it right? right we could not have that Uh, Why is that? How how ridiculous is that? We're talking about the ability to know the truth about... And I'm not saying that it's the truth that uh, you know. we know uh, if JFK was killed by the CIA or was actually killed by Lee Harvey Oswald. I'm not saying we can see the truth of that. What we can see is the truth of what every single person thinks about that. Mm -hmm. What every person wants to know about that. Mm -hmm. What every single person would... uh, would prefer have happened, right? That kind of truth. We could know that if this oracle existed or if Twitter was a little bit better and was honest and was as free as uh, Elon Musk wanted it to be, allegedly, then um, we would be closer and closer to getting there. But instead, we we, we get close to having something like that and it freaks the people in power out and they have to just throttle it you have to garner an understanding of
0: the basic dynamics of power hierarchies how they work how they stay in power and how anything past any system past a certain size becomes corrupt and once because you you the beginning of what you just proposed to me with the oracle and everything is operates on the assumption that we all want to know the truth we all think the truth is a good thing that's not true. That's true for people like us or us plebs,
1: all of us like, yeah, I want to know the truth. Whatever the story is. Don't you is, think I'll everyone would say that they want to know the truth though? Yeah, that's that's not true. That's a lie. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I agree, but they If but I, the if reason I that you, they am at the it,
0: top of the power hierarchy, I'm like, yeah, let's all know the truth and I'm like
1: I, I didn't just mean that then <laughs> that's not the truth. But you you would that person would say that they want to know the truth. They would just say that they don't want everyone else to know. If they were being honest, they would say, I don't want everyone else to know the truth. I want to know the truth and then be able to do with that what I will.
0: Well, if you think about the people at the top of that hierarchy already know the truth because of controlling the narrative of everything is they are dictating like what's going on with the culture, with the society, with the government.
1: They also know that they're saying that because it's right. You know, they're lying Mm -hmm. because that's the right answer. Yeah. They wouldn't have to lie. And there may have been a time or even cultures that are around today where no, you like, you can't handle the truth. Oh, we have that button. Shit. I forgot to put the buttons on again. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> there we go.
0: Uh, that's funny. Cause you bring that. Um, I got people quick. Okay. So, you mentioned, I feel like, last few episodes that you brought Vivek Ramaswamy. Right. <laughs> a few times. Yeah. And I, and I called you the other day. I was like, I want to, you never paid that off. I like, I want to hear your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, this is my, my take on, on Vivek and the, uh, the state of politics today. Actually, the, just the state of the world that we, the clown world that we live in. Mm-hmm. And I almost said it when I was just talking about Elon. Um, it seems very trendy to me to think that everything is a PSYOP mm-hmm. and it, yeah, as we say, everything as a PSYOP is a PSYOP. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so when it's only like 99%. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we've been accused of, you know, being Vivek being our boy, like we are, um, Vivek Ramaswamy I supporters. I can't imagine anything I've ever said that would lead someone to believe that. I think that Vivek Ramaswamy... I know shockingly little about that guy. I think he's the best candidate that's running for president right now. And what I mean by that... I mean, you and I always have to make the caveat that Trump's not our boy. But... You're not a Trump supporter? No. Okay. Never mind. No, I did vote for him. <laughs> um, You know, I... I am a Trump supporter when Trump does the right thing, but how often has he not very often every time he's had a chance, he only fully fucking flubbed it. The only good thing I can say about Trump
0: is, and I barely have any politics is he's the only president in the last several decades that didn't start a new war. He didn't end any of the wars that we're in, but he didn't start any new ones. He kind of, Escalated a few, but he didn't start any new ones. You got to judge these people.
1: Which is why he didn't get the Nobel Peace Prize like Obama did,
0: (laughs) who took us from two wars to seven.
1: Exactly. You you have to judge these people on their actions and not on what they say. Yeah. Trump's a great example of that. And, uh, you know, that holds true for Vivek Ramaswamy also. Mm -hmm. Problem is that all we have to go on with Vivek is his. Are his, his words because he hasn't had a chance to do anything. with the the only thing I'd say that
0: I look very little into these things. Um, I mean, not to paint a foundation of ignorance before I, you know, qualify. I'm going to say something, but uh, what I have looked into as far as the Republican candidates are running, he seems to be the most, at least, hesitant about going to war in Ukraine against Russia. Yeah. So. I was like that that it was probably my number one issue, I'd say is not wanting to be in World War III. I know that makes me sound like a wild white right winger, which makes
1: me think he that- seems
0: out of everyone that he's like at least tepid compared right. to the other people,
1: and I can just hear the Isaiah Jackson's of the world saying, "Oh, it sounds like uh exactly like Obama in two thousand eight who claimed to be the anti war guy and then mm-hmm. you know yeah. got us into iraq and and uh or didn't get us out of Iraq, I guess. Started five new wars, and uh, they're all war mongering pedophiles. War-mongering
0: pedophiles,
1: yes. <laughs> Did you see that interview on Tucker with the guy that allegedly had sex with Obama? I didn't watch it, but oh I, I man, saw it. it was awesome. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude, sometimes you just look at stuff right. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna go to
1: work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or just like, just like I can only take so much. Yeah. Yeah. That one slid by me. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing. Ramaswamy is, if comparing him to Obama, if you are going to say that he's going to start wars, even though he's anti-war, and I mean, he does seem a little hawkish on China, Mm -hmm. but I haven't heard him say that military uh, intervention was the way to keep them from invading Taiwan and, you know, whatever. It's a totally different subject. Um, Obama's platform was universal healthcare, increasing school funding, increasing minimum wage, reforming NAFTA, which he never did. Uh, And, you know, then withdrawing troops from Iraq, which he Mm -hmm. never did. Yeah. Um, Ramaswamy's platform is way fucking better than that. He's talking about ending the FBI. I
0: did hear a little bit of that he definitely wants to start scaling down a large, large parts of the federal government. Anyone besides, uh, not starting any wars, anyone that wanted to abolish the FBI, they'd probably have my vote. I don't care what party they like. It could be the green
1: party. I'm like, yeah, you got my vote. I, I think he's good on just about everything. So, I mean, does that mean that he's going to come through with what he says? No. And he probably won't. He'll, but, but that's not the point. I'm not a, I'm not a Ramaswamy supporter. I'm just saying that of all the people running, this guy has the best shit to say. And right now that's all we can judge him on. And I get a little tired of this, like this attitude that a lot of people have that everything's fucked and there's nothing you can do about it. And you know, we might as well just give up. What's the PSYOP with, with, with Vivek Ramaswamy? Uh, Well, they're saying that he... World Economic Forum guy or something like that? Yeah. So he was was named a young global leader by the World Economic Forum.
0: Yeah, they also named Tulsi Gabbard that, too. Yeah,
1: exactly. So he sued the World Economic Forum to have his name removed from the list. Mm -hmm. And he won. And that is... Like, the fact that he won means, oh, see, he beat the World Economic Forum. He's obviously... Like, who could beat the World Economic Forum? (laughs) And I looked into it, and it's like... Or did the World Economic Forum go like, yeah, we'll take it off the list. Well, exactly. It's a pretty easy thing to sue them over. Right. The other lawsuits that people have put up against the World Economic Forum have been like crimes against humanity for their influence on uh, big agriculture and and things like that. That you're like yeah, they're not gonna no one's gonna win that lawsuit. Right. But a simple like defamation lawsuit, yeah. you can win against the World Economic Forum. That's not that crazy of a thing to expect. They said that his the Blackrock and Vanguard invested in his companies. And I'm sorry, they're publicly traded companies that he was like a 7% owner of. Right. What's he supposed to do? What company- How can he keep them from- What <laughs> large
0: company is BlackRock not invested in? Yeah, exactly.
1: They literally own almost the entire world. Right. And his. they also say, well, his pharmaceutical companies made all this money, and they never uh, put a viable drug to market. So, like, guess what? So did Pfizer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever looked into? You knew that. Do you know anything about <laughs> pharmaceutical companies? So I'm just like, look, this is all. It's this black pilled mentality that it's like, well, there's got to be something wrong with him, you know. We, he, there, he obviously is uh, uh, a WEF plant, and you know he's a the whole thing's a psyop, and it's just like, fuck off. Like you can judge him on his actions, and I'm, I'm not even that confident that he's going to do all the things he says he does because he's a fucking politician. Yeah. All right. So it's probably not going to happen. That's why I
0: don't get hyped up about when I say don't follow politics. I was like what's we're going to watch this debate. I was like what what what's the percentage of truth that's coming out of
1: anyone's mouth? You know what I mean? I was right. like see what he does. It's like it's like your own dreams. Like you you have a dream and you wake up in the morning. The dream doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is how you felt about the dream. And like that's the thing I think you could take away from dreams. All of the shit that was said in your dream is just, you know, you, you weren't actually being chased around your kitchen table by uh, a wolf mm-hmm. and you had to, to fight him with boxing gloves on, right? <laughs> now, if you woke up going, that was fucking awesome! <laughs> you had that dream too? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's, uh, that's my take on the Vivek thing and our uh, our love for him. And just this, like, black building thing. Same thing with Elon. This kind of black-pilled mentality that, like, like obviously everything Elon is doing is this 4D chess so that one day he can, you know, fuck us all over. Maybe. But what are his actions? Like, he's doing a really good job. Of creating that, a free, free speech platform. Yeah, which we need. And we should all be grateful for. If it wasn't for the internet we would still be living in a world where, n- you know, nobody has any clue Let's that be this shit way better than it is now. <laughs> well, we'd be happier. <laughs> Let's be honest. We wouldn't be woken up in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> you, you brought up a
0: couple of things earlier that remind me of something that I've been thinking about and then actually started kind of doing a dive on some articles. And then I started thinking about a lot of the stuff that we bring up. So we talk about, I don't know, that we're walking around, everyone's starting to wear masks again. Right. Yep. which you is mean head boxes, head boxes, which is mildly irritating, but at the same time like I just I don't know what to do with these people. I've come to just accept that people are, have just their brains are broken at this point. Uh, just like Colleen Stan in the headbox. And, but I am interested in like the psychology of it. I love just trying to figure out like, what's the why? Like what's going, what's rattling around that little pea brain in yours? Or is there anything rattling around in that brain? You know, are you just an automaton? You just get fed the information and you just kind of move on. And I started to think about a trait that I started to recognize in what I perceive to be low IQ people, or maybe not even like low IQ, but... People that don't spend a whole lot of time like critically processing things, right? Mm. And so maybe this would be to elude people without an inner dialogue. Maybe yeah, I was gonna say to that forty percent, you know, that just don't have that dialogue going on. That was such a shocking statistic, and and, and but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, so many pieces, Explained so many dots so much. Got connected. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's like that guy and this person that I know, and it's like, what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> really got to be something. I mean, everyone, I say that because it's like, I just, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, You'll start talking about transhumanism and the fourth yeah. industrial <laughs> revolution. Like, so I was like, nothing. I was like, but that guy, I, I don't think there's anything going on there, which is kind of interesting. So I was reading about this. And then like, as human beings, you know, this could be part and parcel, like of the way that we have adapted of being able to take in like a lot of information very quickly, you know, as we adapted as a species. Um, and we all do this to a varying degree you know, the guy helping me at Home Depot yesterday, not so much. And with this, obviously you asked for help at Home Depot. (laughs) I had to, I guess Ah. something was not where it was supposed to be. Yeah. (laughs) God of mercy. And as much as this varies like wildly from person to person is we vary on like what we retain, how do we retain this, uh, that information, that memory, how do we distort it in our heads as we kind of, Take it forward, right? And this is, you know, what we attribute to the varying degrees of intelligence that we see out in the wild, you know, of everyone that you interact with, right? Which also made me think, which this is a kind of a side street, is I knew someone is like the more, so like as, as we're younger, we just kind of assume... The way that I'm growing up, the way that I interact with my friends and my parents, and it's that's how roughly everyone kind of grows up. And it's not until you get older, it's like, oh, wow, maybe how I grew up was fucked up or maybe how I grew up was really nice. And that guy, how he grew up was, you know, Sean Strickland. You hear about, like, his story. You're like, I just didn't even know people grew up like that. You know what I mean? And the older you yeah. get, the more, like, this realization kind of bubbles to the surface. And I knew someone, someone who I, I liked very much. I'm just kind of speaking to the psychology and like communication with people is they didn't get the sarcasm gene. They ah. didn't, they didn't have the sarcasm gene. You and I kind
1: of love those people. <laughs>
0: it is endearing. And they, uh, it took me so long to figure out because it's someone like, I really liked They're a Yeah, good dude. I was like, I just feel like Roughly half of what I say just doesn't go over their head, but just to the side, you know, just get that wide-eyed look, you know, as if I had just said, like, you want to go kill someone later? (laughs) Just look at her, like, in confusion, you know, like, why would you say such a thing? And it took a mutual friend to step into that situation and say, like, I I don't think they realize you're joking. Yeah, I was like, how how could you take that seriously? I was like, they don't have the sarcasm gene. Mm -hmm. And I thought, like, by whatever roll of the dice, the friends I grew up with, even my parents and my family, like roughly half of all communication was rooted completely in sarcasm and yeah. not to be taken seriously. Yeah. I would put you in that category yes. too. I'd put much to my mother's chagrin. Right. And uh, <laughs> I would put our social circle is probably a little more to the extreme. Mm-hmm. It's like, we rely on what 70% of sarcasm you know, to, to communicate with each other. Yeah. And, I try to take that. I try to adjust that barometer, like when I'm dealing with other people. And so when you hear about people getting upset about someone joking about a certain thing, and I go like, yeah, they they just they have such a different existence. I was like, because my circle of friends, our circle of friends, I was like, you know, God forbid if my wife left me, right? And the minute that my friends find out. I'm going to get jokes about it and like how I deserved it <laughs> and a bunch of texts and memes. And then while I'm sitting there like crying my fucking she eyes out. She was never right for you, dude. I hated her. I'm so glad that's over. This is what you what? get. This is what you get because you you got out of shape <laughs> or whatever it is. And the way that, you know, the, the, the mutualism of sarcasm works is as you are, your life has just fallen apart and you just got the cruelest text that you've ever read in your life is, you know, while you're crying your eyes out and reading it, you're going like, yeah, that guy, that's a good friend right there. I can rely on him. (laughs) That's a good guy. So. love that, dude. Back to the traits of the dim-witted. So is the inclination for people to, like, steadfastly believe, and this kind of alludes to something that you were saying earlier, is that for the first thing that they hear, they retain, they galvanize that in their mind. That's right? So it's like whatever, there's a certain percentage of the population that the way their brain works is like mm-hmm. whatever situation, it's a, like a plane wreck or the Maui fires or 9-11 or COVID or whatever, you know, thing is out there, you know, in the zeitgeist is whatever the
1: first thing they hear, they go like, okay, that's it. And so that's why they say right. that you uh you never get a second chance to make a first impression. <laughs> right, right. Which I believe
0: was a commercial for dandruff shampoo <laughs> in the early nineties. But good call that we're definitely adding that in. <laughs> sell some blue. That's what it yes, is. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Man,
0: I lost my ass about a bunch was of things. Was it, that it stuff. wasn't head and shoulders? Is <laughs> these either head and shoulders or sell some blue? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing what your way your brain can retain. Both. <laughs> either way, they will be missed. So you take something like masks, and this would explain so much of that odd real, ritualistic behavior that we're seeing is because now we're seeing all the masks again. And at this point, you know, all the people, organizations that gave you the original, who's my finger quotes here, information, which would be White House White House press secretary Anthony Fauci, the CDC, they come out and say, like, well, we got all that wrong. Like now here's, you know, turns out masks don't work, is what we're saying. This is what the CDC data is showing, and the WHO data and the and the nih data right everyone's saying masks don't work they might have like an incremental like improvement of you know percentage of chance on the individual but as far as the population like they don't Uh, do
1: not even no yeah did you hear fauci saying that on an individual level yeah i did yeah yet somehow all those individuals don't add up to the population population. (laughs) like fuck off you have you are (laughs) such
0: a fucking liar Watching Fauci, I was like, "This is like watching my dog try to get peanut butter out of the Kong." It's just like he's just sitting there, like that's a fruitless task that you're embarking on. And, and so, embarking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nice <I swear>, one, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: and so then, when you look at these people wearing a mask, it, you want to tell them, you're like you know that mass is not doing anything. I don't care if it you worked. want to tell them. Yeah. But you're all like, you tell their brain like, no, there are those people like, well, no, this is the first thing that I heard. I'm a, yeah, with well, the person that said that or the CDC, the Rochelle and Walensky, the Anthony Fauci, like maybe not so much Anthony Fauci. He's, he's waffling pretty hard. I was like, they're saying now like the CDC data saying like they didn't have, there, there was no improvement at health outcomes from, from wearing a mask. And they'll they'll just go back like, well, that's not what the first thing, I'm not critically processing this information. I was told the one thing, I galvanized it in my mind and it's embedded in there for life at this point, so therefore I'm wearing the mask. And then so here is a perfect example of that, of the very low IQ KJP White House press secretary and then bringing up this fact about it.
2: Should we keep funding these studies if the CDC
0: is not making guidance that follows the results of those studies?
2: I mean, we know what works.
0: We are in a different place than we were. Two, three years ago. CDC does not seem to be responding to the data. CDC, they're the experts.
1: <laughs> okay, so you let me know. Gone down that road. What stood out to you about that clip? The poor uh, audio quality. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, just the falsehoods? <laughs> I don't know. Was was supposed to get
0: something else? Uh... So we could go with the falsehoods. We can go to the textbook example of, I had a girlfriend like this that we'd be arguing about something and she just had a complete inability to address like what I had just asked her. She would mm-hmm. just say like, here's here's a random sentence I generated that's marginally related with some of the same words you use." I was like, you're not answering the question that I asked you is the problem there's this issue here. Like, what do we do about this?
1: So you're playing a clip of uh, the white house press secretary and that's the standout. Uh, you could have played a <laughs> clip of anytime she was actually speaking. And <laughs> that would have been the takeaway. <laughs> but this is related to kind of what I'm
0: getting at is that, and you know, bless this poor woman's heart. Like she is not very bright. And to be afraid of her, her job is pretty much impossible Because basically, you got to think about, you know, they hired her because she's a black lesbian, more or less, affirmative action hire. And then they go like, listen, a couple things. Uh, We're pretty much in full clown world now. So up is down, war is peace, Muslims are white supremacists, uh, men can menstruate and have babies and win women's collegiate you know, swimming competitions. And all of the information, all of the news of the day is going to be filtered through the prism of a late stage dementia patient and his giggling sidekick who apparently takes a near lethal dose of edibles every morning. And you need to explain all that to the press every day. It's like her job is impossible.
1: Well, it wouldn't be if she was allowed to tell the truth because <laughs> that she's figure out a lie is her job. Yeah. Yeah. I, but even that, like, that I can figure out how
0: to lie, I could do her job better, than she could, so could you.
1: I could do it for one day, yeah.
0: And then, then, I, then my soul wouldn't let I, me, yeah. I would not go back to work the next day. <laughs> but the the point of this is not to ridicule her well, part of it, is, <laughs> let's be I, honest, okay, at least, <laughs> at least half. But <laughs> the reason I bring it up is to point out like how many people out there heard that it's, I don't want to think about her, but how many people listened to that exchange? Which we, if someone said, to, talked like that to us on a job, you'd be like, what's wrong with you? Stop. Like go home. I don't know what substance you're on. Yeah. But what percentage of the people around us heard that exchange go like, "Hmm, that makes sense. I guess I'll just keep wearing a mask. I mean, Uh, quite a bit judging by when I walk in my front door and how many masks I see out there. No, it's a willful ignorance, I think. I mean, this would certainly ring true for the guy I saw yesterday at the grocery store, like maniacally rubbing his hands with hand sanitizer. You just want to go, and then like that sarcasm part of your brain wants to point in, like, "Hey, you know, if you want to destroy your immune system, there's like other things you could be doing besides just that." And Mm they give you that look; they just like glaze over, like, "Why why, why would someone say that to me?" Like, it just it doesn't even make sense.
1: Only one mask. (laughs) (laughs) Weak.
0: So I found this article on from the Brownstone Institute and the title of which is, I didn't write that down, The Positive Feedback Loop, How Totalitarians Instill Fear and Restrict Human Rights. So I thought this was interesting because what do you think of when you hear a positive feedback loop?
1: A microphone being too close to us. <laughs> as far as ideas. Oh. Uh, the idea of the echo chamber that, uh, you just, uh, you repeat what you hear and that mm-hmm. builds in the strength among your, your peer group. And it's kind of interesting because intuitively I had them reversed my mind
0: because I thought negative, bad. It's just something I just, ah. I never used either one, either one. I always said like feedback loop. You create this. Feedback. Right. So when you watch like two people, we live in an ideological monolith and we talk, tell stories like yeah, these two people got together and sitting there trying to have a beer after work and they're ranting about Trump and there's no conservative there to go like, hey, just, you know, what that's not true or, you know, I think you're kind of being hyperbolic and they create that feedback loop and they or get like, even crazier, just, and, crazier yeah. and crazier and crazier and crazier.
1: You're just in the room, which makes people go, oh, there's, you know, Kelly's in the room. Let's not get too <laughs> out of control here because he doesn't believe what we believe. But in today's day and age, we don't actually socialize with people who think differently than us. Which is a shame, which is kind of a point
0: of me it's bringing this up. not our fault. Up. We try to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so na- you hear about the negative feedback loop as it pertains to biology quite a bit. And what mm-hmm. it is is a way, it's like a, a systemic process of like um, something in, within the... Dude,
1: it's fucking natural selection. It's negative feedback. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. you. If you die at a young age, your genes aren't passed on and the world is better off. It's how an organism
0: achieves homeostasis or balance, right? Right. And so as I read this article and then started looking at other things is that you realize this applies to ideas as well. And what I was most interested in, which is something we hit on this a lot, is um, we talk about censorship deplatforming doxing misinformation disinformation malinformation and once you kind of understand the notion of the negative feedback loop and the importance of it or the way that the positive feedback loop is has been weaponized and is being weaponized it explains like so much of what we see out there when we walk out the front door, it applies to everything. it does. Every, the COVID co- applies to climate change, critical mm-hmm. race theory, DEI, censorship. I mean, everything, all the fuckery that we see going on right now, as it can all be put within within this framework of the positive feedback loop, which is the which is just the one thing.
1: There's no balance, dude. That is really kind of profound. I just got this like imagery in my head of, cause I've been studying for my ham radio license mm-hmm. lately and there's these things As called one does. Yes. Naturally. When you're preparing for the end of the world, there's these things called repeaters that, uh, you send out a, a signal mm-hmm. from your ham radio, whether it's a walkie talkie or whatever. Right. And it hits this repeater and is automatically, uh, sent with more power, uh, on the same frequency out further. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when you, successfully indoctrinate a group a society um you are creating repeaters out yes in the wild yes. and you can just <laughs> yes you just send out the signal and your work is done for Which itself. they don't even have to try like that is and that is a perfect metaphor and right there. how is you know we've i've talked a bunch about how before there was radio it was really hard to influence people, yeah. and then radio made it easier, and then TV made it with the the power of seeing moving pictures on a screen, just like fucking ramped that way up. Right, and then, as we all know, social media just you know blew it. We're we're know, off and running. Of space, full clown world.
0: Yeah. So, within the framework of what I just said, I want to talk about positive and negative feedback loops, neo-Marxism, and Rick Astley.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh, I think I'm not going to bother explaining negative feedback clues Probably like you, it's all pretty straightforward at this point right yeah and so. so the article in the beginning they they frame this in the context of various systemic processes such as biology um, which we kind of understand economics and then they're also driving to the point of what we were talking about before with inf- information and censorship and so when we get into that let's start to think of like some of the examples that we talked about before so a perfect example will be that I verify commercial. Uh-huh. That you showed us, yes. right? And you're like, oh, like this is the official government app version of when the head of Google comes and says, like, the problem with the internet is when you type something into a search result, you get a thousand answers. There should only be one answer. And yeah. They're like, decided by who is the problem which is the problem with any kind of censorship. It's like, well, who's in charge? Someone's making the judgment of that this is correct or not. Right. And that's not
1: how ideas work. And But that that's is... Like we were saying, as if there was just some mathematic formula that could tell you what was right. 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 So when I have the head of Google saying that,
0: and I can go into Google right now, kids at home, try this. Can men menstruate? You will get an answer that says, yes, men can menstruate. And you're like, okay, like what else are you guys fucking wrong about? Unless I horrifically misunderstand biology, everything
1: I learned in high school. So here's a quote from the... I just Googled it. What does it say? It says, having a period is not a feminine thing, and people (laughs) of all genders menstruate, including non-binary people... A gender people and even plenty of men. Exclamation point. Menstruation. You need an exclamation point when you're doing a scientific uh, yeah. paper, by the way, to let people know you're Let's serious. Put that guy in charge of misinformation. It's, menstruation doesn't change anything about your gender. It's just a thing that some bodies do. That's <laughs> <laughs> a top result in Google. <laughs> Fucking dildo.
0: Oh boy. So quick quote from the article totalitarians exploit and manipulate the physical and social scientists to restrict personal freedom and human rights, promote subjective science, which is convenient to their needs and unbalance. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So they start to reference our buddy, Karl Marx, who they described as a frustrated anti-capitalist, which I thought was perfect way to describe that guy. And they point out that Marx who, by the way, uh, Spent his entire existence living off the goodwill of other people so he could dive full-time into his work understanding economics, which is interesting. Mistakenly believed that the free market was a system dominated by avarice and static behavior. So, does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So- I just keep thinking. I can't g- get past that. Every socialist that I know is someone that has not had to run their own business. <laughs> yes. God. So
0: this is when they get into things that the way they describe it was a simplistic dialectic and zero sum game. Remember that term that led to the exploitation of workers and accumulation of great wealth by employers. Now that line stood out to me, zero sum game, because I have brought that up with friends before. Um, when we're kind of debating something and that, that idea the zero the the, the notion of the zero sum game so perfectly describes the mindset of the you know the statist or the collectivist is and then to tie it back into marx again everything marxism completely hinges on everything in the world not just economics but it begins with economics and then it moves into cultural marxism everything is pushed into this oppressor oppressed model right Mm-hmm. And the idea of the zero-sum game is everything is looking at someone like, that guy has stuff. Mm-hmm. That means someone else doesn't have stuff. Right. That's the bad guy.
1: If, which, if it was true, we would all have the exact same amount of wealth as hunter-gatherers did before right. civilization Z- ever was. Yes,
0: equal amounts of zero. It would
1: just actually be less because there's more of us. So all of that stuff has to be divided amongst 7 billion people. I can't remember if I told you this. You were telling my socialism joke? Uh, the one about the candles? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what were we should say? Pay that. it off.
1: <laughs> uh, I blow it by.
0: Get- <laughs> what, what did socialists use for light before they had candles?
1: I don't know. <laughs> 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 Electricity.
0: <laughs> That's good. So, I and mean, when people, so if someone has that. It's when you point out that, you know, someone who's opposed to the individualists or the, the free market system, you know, where the politically, when when people, the first thing they point out when you're going like, hey, like, I got to point out, like, free market capitalism has lifted more people out of poverty than any other system in the entire world. That's.
1: and You always hear, yeah, it's created more poverty than every other system.
0: Or they say, yeah, it's totally corrupt. I was like, you're right. That's where you're right. It is corrupt. But we don't live in a free market capitalist society. We live in a crony capitalist society. It's incredibly corrupt. Point being, though, is every system going to a certain size is corrupt. You can't avoid corruption, right? So knowing that, like, if we have systems that are trying to control, you know, what do we have? Eight billion people on the planet. All of them born to women, by the way. We'll go ahead and Google that. And, like, any system's going to have corruption, and so when I always bring it back to you, I was like, well, if we have system A, capitalism, right, free market capitalism, and then we have system B, and then we have C, and this is to bring it, in, you know, socialism and communism, and this is to bring it into, like, more of a political discussion as far as, like, a power hierarchy, I was like, if every system is corrupt, capitalism is corrupt, socialism is corrupt, communism is corrupt,
1: uh, tribal, <laughs> tribal weird warfare. <laughs> you know everything Actually, is corrupt yeah, every- I, I would say anytime that there is a powerful group that can put their finger on the scale mm-hmm. they will yeah and the more powerful that group is the more they're gonna fuck with the scale and the more they're gonna and who's more to powerful more power and my power yeah so, than, a, so than g- a
0: totalitarian government given that every political system is corrupt wouldn't you want the one that is the least invasive, invasive of your life? Who has the least power to put their
1: fingers on the... Exactly. Yeah. Did you say free market cannibalism? Yeah. Well,
0: so cool. we are talking about Burning Man okay, earlier, okay. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, eh, let's skip around. So Burning Man 2023 <laughs> has cannibalism <laughs> broken out at the festival. News of Burning Man attendees being stuck at the festival due to heavy... This is going to get fun. Heavy rain and mud had resulted in various conspiracy theories. Everything about the situation spread across. As people try to get out of Black Rock City... (laughs) Coincidence. very much. (laughs) The temporary community created in the middle of Black Rock Desert. Hello. Nevada. Users on social media began speculating about what may be occurring. Is a storm... A storm of misinformation took over from the internet. <laughs> A storm, <laughs> get it? <laughs> Pause for comedic effect. For over the internet, uh, that there was an Ebola outbreak at Burning Man. There we go. And FEMA are air airdropping MREs. But now some are claiming that there have been reports of cannibalism at the festival as food supplies dwindle. Now, you got to think... <laughs> <laughs>
1: That wasn't a real horse. It was a costume.
0: <laughs> hey, he stayed in character though. I had to talk to that guy. <laughs> Thanks for playing along, bud.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Somebody hand me that knife. <laughs> Is Black Rock City,
0: Black Rock Desert, and now we have a Ebola outbreak and cannibalism, and so I'm going to tie this into another <laughs> article, <What? laughs> another article that I found. Okay, ready for this? This is from Scientific American. Eating too much protein makes a pee problem on pollutant in the U.S. Protein-packed diets and excess nitrogen to the environment through urine rivaling pollution from agriculture fertilizers. In the U.S., people eat much more protein than they need to. That's not true. They eat too much sugar. What they're saying is if you eat a lot of protein in your diet, your urine creates so much nitrogen that it creates these toxic algae blooms. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. See so where I'm going with this? Fairly. Of course. And so it made me think, <clears throat> let's just use their math and have a little fun. Black Rock City, mm-hmm. Burning Man, mm-hmm. cannibalism, mm-hmm. high-protein diet, that place must be a algae bloom, high-nitrogen shit show. So much so that the warmth, because what it does is it creates global warming so much. And gr- global warming, you get things like hurricanes, right. right? And so you can just almost envision right now Larry Fink from... BlackRock, by the way, texting Klaus Schwab right now saying like, dude, Operation Ebola Hurricane is up and running, way to go. (laughs) The same, I also had a thought about this, about the, when we talk about like, well, if every system is corrupt, wouldn't you want that system to have like the least amount of tentacles in your life? This also goes to like, here we have this increasing amount of like political division and strife and in every four years at any given point at least roughly half the country is having a complete temper tantrum and I always tell people I'm like if the federal government wasn't that big right, people wouldn't give a shit
1: yeah the argument is always that the the problem isn't that the corruption is unavoidable it's that we just need a government that's less corrupt even yeah. though as we've said already uh the corruption is always there and the bigger and more powerful the organization is the more corrupt right it's going to be yeah it's just that is a simple one-to-one math yeah right there yeah and you can't point to an example of a h- huge government no being good yeah there's there, always there's always going to be an economic cast and if you bigger- point point back to when governments were less corrupt you're going to be pointing at a time when they were smaller. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a direct relationship. The same, this is from the article, the same erroneous assumptions pervade the
0: ideologies of the neo marxists and critical theorists. And we're going to get into the kind of cultural components of this. Like you're going, to real, you're going to recognize some terms that have been coming up a lot lately, which have manifested in critical race theory, CRT, and diversity and equity and inclusion, DEI. These philosophies are steeped in, this is, I like this, Nihilism, victim oppression, and power structures based on a phenotype. And I point out that the, as I was saying before, that Marxist model <clears throat> relies entirely on that oppressor, oppressed model, right? So much so, you know, we start calling it like the victim hierarchy mm-hmm. or the oppression Olympics. Mm-hmm. And now there's almost like this unspoken score attributed to everything, yeah. to any kind of information. Like, well, who's it coming from? Because then we go. Well, a white male is worth less points than a white gay male, which is worth le- less points than a white gay female than a, a white gay or a white female of color. Like, and then a
1: white f- female of color? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Dude, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a slip of the tongue. <laughs> yes.
0: And then, like, let's give them a disability. Like, now Ooh, like now shit. we're getting, like, we're going up, we're rocketing up the, the, you know, the victim hierarchy. Just like that I Verify commercial that you brought up. As I was reading this stuff, I was like, oh, my God. Because mo- what's the first thing that stood out to us about that I Verify commercial?
1: There was, like, six cartoon characters in wheelchairs. Yeah, either either
0: wearing their Muslim beekeeper outfit yeah. or in a wheelchair. We're like, that's kind of an odd cross-section <laughs> of people. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but dude, it honest- seem to be kind of... Hitting
1: that nail pretty hard. Not sorry to just jump back to this and derail you a little bit. people Hurricane, dude. The, I can, We can do the rest <laughs> of the episode on that if you want. <laughs> All day on that. <laughs> Sean Strickland's victory mm-hmm. last night was a victory for normalcy. Mm-hmm. You look at a guy like that who should have been canceled. Like months ago, but because he's in the UFC and the UFC doesn't give a shit about that stuff. Dana White will not. Dana White's pretty awesome out there. He will not kick anyone out or cancel anyone, right? That is not his thing. And so there's this guy that should have been canceled. He shouldn't have been allowed to be in the situation that he was and a a reformed racist, by the way, a guy that used to be kind of a neo-Nazi. Yeah. He was ex skinhead. And now he's like, I... I'm actually, uh, I'm no more, I'm no longer racist anymore. Now I have a lot more friends. So this is a guy that is not afraid to, of any of that shit. And he, he fucking won the the biggest title in the land. How is that possible? Yeah. You know, it was a victory for normalcy, yeah. which has kind of been a theme lately in our podcast is that I feel like we're winning and I know he just won a fight. He didn't win like the... Uh, you know, social Olympics or anything, but yeah. it, it is a, it is a victory that I think we all should fucking celebrate. It will be funny to see
0: what the backlash. Cause there's no, there's no mechanism of, it's like we, he
1: has a his brand. His boss is Dana White. Dana White. I don't give a shit what he's, he saying. has a <laughs> brand that says, cancel me. Yeah. Like bring it. What are you going to do? He he's a simple dude. He wears flip flops, jeans, and a fucking well, this is why Kmart never... t-shirt out to everywhere he goes. What
0: could you possibly do to that guy? This is why we've talked about before that you never bend the knee. I was like, once you bend the knee just yeah. a little, that's blood in the water. I think Dana White people, has said you, that very thing. People are not looking for these people that go that join these cancel mobs. They they don't care about an apology, right? They don't want to make any changes. They want power. They yeah. want you destroyed. They want they want you to bend the knee permanently. Yeah. They're like us. Once you apologize and say like I'm totally sorry, like I know better now, it's like eh, nope, nope. I'm like you fucked up. You yeah, fucked up right there.
1: It's like swimming with piranhas. As long as you don't get a little like blood, like a little cut, they're not gonna hurt you. But as soon as one of them just nips you and you actually bleed, mm-hmm. then they all go into a feeding frenzy and you're dead. As long as you don't show them that you've been affected, then you're fine. Yep. So.
0: Now what I want to talk about with the article, because we're going to start talking about freedom of speech and disinformation, which is the part that I was really in cancel culture, as mm-hmm. you're saying. To quote the article, the solutions are predictable. The segregation of all subjective identity groups, the abrogation of individual rights in favor of state control, the confiscation of all personal property, Marxism, and the moratorium on freedom of speech. This is what we see today, and this is what the part that I'm most interested in because I just see it happening over and over, and that's what's so great about a guy like Sean Strickland. He's like, I'm going to say whatever I want. I mean, I'm going to purposely be offensive, and you're going to fuck off and deal with it, and I'm not going to bend the knee. That's what's beautiful I mean, I can't say I agree with everything that guy says or like the way he says it, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm so glad that he's out there saying
1: it. We do the same thing at work, except no one, you know, <laughs> videos oh, us working and puts it man, up on the Internet. I, if I had a recording of <laughs> us at
0: work. <laughs> and as with almost everything now, they point to the COVID debacle as the perfect way to illustrate how positive and negative feedback loops work so imagine how we refer to negative feedback loops within the context of biology you know as a mechanism for achieving homostasis right it's balance it's we need this thing we need this thing to counteract this other thing that's how progress is made which is ironic because most of this cancel culture stuff comes from progressives words don't really mean anything anymore and this person so remember how we talked about taking the three things, misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation, and they're going to like try to officially make them a psychological illness from which you could potentially be admitted into a hospital, Mm. maybe not on your own volition (laughs) by a family member. And you, then we provided all those, you remember roughly the study I'm talking about, right? And then we talked about like, let's look at what they called misinformation and disinformation and malinformation in the last couple of years, it was all stuff that like turned out to be true, which that's the most horrifying thing, you know, about that whole process. But now you put it within the context of a, once you understand how negative and and positive feedback loops work, you're like, Oh my God, that totally makes sense. Is the positive feedback loop, which is what a totalitarian authority would want. It's like we there can going only be one answer guy from Google. It's like and we control what that answer is. It's not the answer as we were talking about before. It's not the truth. It's what we need to be the truth mm-hmm. for us to keep this power hierarchy going. For us to get everyone to take a vaccine, mm-hmm. for, for example, example. <laughs> yeah, for example, <laughs> just just, to
1: pull something out know, of just there. Getting,
0: yeah, just getting yeah. just getting wild there. So when you take. So, think about the positive negative feedback loop with a vaccine. Is it go like, okay, there's one answer. The vaccine will get us out of this. You're like, okay, what about preemptive, just general health? Nope. Natural immunity? Nope. Uh, Everything we have come to know about virology up to now? Nope. Go out the window. (laughs) Not this time. Other therapeutics? Nope. And let's be honest. We couldn't use other therapeutics because if there's any available, we couldn't use the emergency use authorization, authorization, act. Yeah. Well, you can use them now. We can use them now. Yeah, yeah. Now they're approved. But now that drug that costs six cents per dose and the people who develop it won the Nobel peace prize, that's now horse pace. And that doctor that just brought that up, get him the fuck off the internet quick mm-hmm. now to platform, you know, doxed, take his license away. There you go. That's the positive feedback loop. There's only like one thing. You can say
1: the same thing about climate change. and It's it's a positive feedback loop because then people pick that up and run with it and repeat it. See, oh, that doctor, he got kicked off of the internet for saying bad things. Yeah. Oh my God. And then everyone repeats that. It's like, no, he got kicked off. That's not why he got kicked off the internet. He got kicked off the internet for going against the regime. Right. It doesn't matter. Because he got kicked off Normies around us pick that up and they just see that as like a scarlet letter. Oh, he got kicked off the internet. He must be just really bad. Right, right. And like who else did they kick off the internet? Same thing
0: with climate change. Because what's the first thing here? Like all the scientists agree Mm -hmm. that climate change is an existential threat. And you go like, no, 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 no. All of the scientists that have been platformed agree that climate change is an existential threat. What about all these guys over here saying, like, hey, this is shaky evidence at best? Or maybe there's something here. Anyone that strays even remotely from the narrative gets deplatformed and silenced. That's how positive feedback feedback loops work. So we're gonna make this a super because you're going to ask, what about Rick Astley? I'm glad uh, you asked. Was. Yeah. I'm glad you asked. took the words out of my mouth. Is to make this into an overly simplistic binary, Kelly. Think of it like a marriage, right? Okay. You and your wife, you both bring different parts to the table, right?
1: Male parts and female parts. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I was thinking like more in terms of just like uh, parental roles.
1: Ah. <laughs> oh, you didn't mean like the dinner table?
0: Nah, yeah, yeah. Then never mind. So- That's how a negative feedback works. There's things that my, to our family, that my wife brings to the table that I just can't, I can't provide and vice versa. Right. And, but if it was just one of us doing, it'd probably be like a little bit of a shit show. Not so much for my wife, but (laughs) if I was the only parent, like, holy shit, I'd have some adjusting to do.
1: Not only you, your son would (laughs) have have some therapy in his
0: future. (laughs) As it is with misinformation, uh, with information, so it is with marriage, uh, Marriage, like we need both components for the organism to, to thrive, right? To, to take it back to the biological example. So I was thinking about that as I thought, the Nirvana song, Smells Like Teen Spirit, is not a song that I ever need to hear again in my life. But it's like a decent song, right? And Rick Astley's yeah. Never Gonna Give You Up. Is a song that I never needed to hear ever in my life. No. And it's like, but if you take those two parts, much like a marriage, and put them together, you get one of the most amazing songs ever written.